0: Welcome to the podcast where you eavesdrop into conversations between my friends and I on a weekly basis. My name is Lily Jo, I'm a singer, songwriter and I perform shows all over the world. I'm a qualified counsellor and an emotional well-being coach. You can also check out my award-winning online mental health resource, The Lily Jo Project. I know you will find gems of wisdom within the conversations that I have with my friends. Hopefully you'll find tools and resources that you can hold on to, try and test for yourself all around the important subject of mental health and personal development. I am so pleased to welcome you to today's episode of Eavesdrop. Hi and welcome to today's episode of Eavesdrop where we are interviewing key workers who are battling on the front lines, COVID-19. Today, I am joined by Chris Edge. Chris is a police constable as well as a natural bodybuilding competitor. I'm really excited to speak to him this afternoon. Please welcome Chris.
1: Hi Chris. Hi, hi Lily Jo, thanks for having me on.
0: <laughs> oh, you're welcome. It's great to have you here with us. And I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about what you do and who you are. So can we start then by you explaining what your job role is
1: and what you do. I work for Greater Manchester Police and I'm a police constable. I've been doing it for 16 and a half years so it's a long time. The majority of that time I've been what we call a response officer. So that's a uniformed police officer, the type that you'll see regularly driving around the streets, blue lights, going to a all manner of jobs, all different kinds of incidents, whether that's crime, or if it's to do with people with having mental health crisis, or domestic incidents, assaults, fighting in the street, all those kinds of things, things that you see on the TV. I've probably I've been there and I've done that, and now I'm in a, a smaller unit of uh, just a few of us, plain clothes unit dealing with. We're we called the Priority Team and we deal with whatever is a particularly bad issue at the time, you know, whether it's a burglary issue or a robbery issue, we come in and we try and tackle that.
0: Wow, that's amazing. What was it that drew you to your job in the first place? You know, when you were little, was it, did you always wanna be a police officer
1: or? Yeah. Yeah. I did, I did. I don't know what it was. I wanted to be a police officer for as long as I could remember it took a couple of attempts to be successful in my application but uh, yeah it's just always been a, a it was a childhood ambition and I guess I suppose I'm living the dream that's a phrase that gets banded around the place a lot <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing that is so cool I love the idea of you know hoping to be something and dreaming about being it and then here you are now yeah, living, yeah. living the dream that's amazing well,
1: so they say, but I mean, it's never quite as you expect it to be, sadly. <laughs> it's not always excitement, you know.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm sure that you get to see some things in that you didn't dream of seeing when you were you know, younger.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's certain things I've, I always say that people should never, ever have to see. Unfortunately, for the people who work in public services, police, paramedics, nurses, doctors, they are the ones who do get to see those things that really you shouldn't. And I'm, and I'm, I'm really referring to particularly bad, maybe assaults or death. It's not too bad if they are expected. People who are just elderly and have passed away through old age. But there are people who don't have anyone and, and pass away quietly and nobody knows until maybe they're found days weeks months later and they're in a a, a state of decomposition that type of thing that it's not nice it's that's something that stays with you forever
0: yeah <laughs> you know? yeah and so how do you manage your mental health and how do you deal with trauma in that way just on a daily basis like how do you deal with
1: that <sighs> oh humor yeah Dark. it, it gets a bit dark <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's one way. It's just you, you have your colleagues around you who who also see the same things and go through the same thing. Um, you, you talk it out afterwards. You don't necessarily realise that you're dealing with trauma when, you, when you're discussing it. We call it a debrief sometimes. You might just sit down with someone else and talk about what has happened. You might even have to just have a laugh with it. Make a joke out of something that happened whilst you were on that incident or attending it. There really is no right or wrong. I don't want it to come across like, you know, we don't take these types of things seriously. When you say you have, you know, you inject humor into it. But it is really one of those things that you say, you know, if you didn't laugh, you would cry. You know, because some of it, like I say, it's not a nice thing to to see. So, yeah, try and make light of it and process it that way, you know. And, and if you have to have a little joke about it. So be it. It doesn't mean that we're insensitive to things. It just means that we are trying to process what we've just seen and, and uh, to try and move on from it without affecting your life too much later on. You know.
0: Of course, yeah. And you're not the first key worker to say that that I've interviewed. So, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. seems to be very normal across the board to have a little bit of a dark sense of humour and yeah, to yeah. Keep that as a way of coping. Can you talk to us a little bit more about your job role and how COVID-19 has affected that? What are the kind of things that you're seeing, what you're experiencing, what's life been like for the last couple of weeks for you in particular?
1: Being able to go to work, it's not changed my routine so much. You know, I, I get up in the morning, I get to work. And I'm still doing the same things that I do every day. I'm, I'm, I'm checking my emails. I'm looking for updates on what's happened overnight, see if there's anything for me to look at. I'm looking for people, because that's my job at the moment. I look for people who don't necessarily want to be found. They are the ones that are wanted for a variety of reasons, whether it's they're wanted for a crime or if they're wanted to, for court, for, not, for failing to appear and things like that. I look at those and review those and see if there's any lines of inquiry, see if there's any, anywhere we need to go if there's anyone we need to speak to. What really has changed a little bit is that we don't necessarily get to leave the police station as much in my role. Obviously, because of COVID-19, we're trying to keep that socially distant between us and the members of the public. So if if there's an inquiry we can do over the phone, we'll do it. If we can do it by email, we'll do it. You know, Whether that's speaking to other family members, friends or outside agencies, Uh, we'll do it that way if there really is no other way then we'll go out onto the street and try and knock on a few doors but even then we're trying our best not to go into people's addresses speaking at the door more you know it's it's, that has its pitfalls because you can't necessarily speak privately with people and not everyone's pro-police not everyone wants to talk to you so you don't always get an answer but day-to-day, for me, really, there's not a, a great deal that has changed. We're still doing those things that we do. We just maybe don't do it in person and just find an alternative way of doing, dealing with it. Yeah. Have you noticed any specific changes to the way that the public
0: are behaving because of lockdown? So how are crime rates
1: and all of that? Well, crime rates, I can't really say what has happened with them. I don't review a crime rate in in the manner that you you might be referring to. So percentages, I couldn't tell you. And certainly in my role, people who are wanted, that hasn't changed. Those numbers don't change. They're they're usually constant. We get a list. we, We work on that list. And if that goes down, we take one off. Another one goes straight on it. So that, that doesn't that doesn't change. But those who are working on the street, response officers in uniform, there's certain types of crime like burglary, I would say, has probably reduced a little bit because burglars know that people are at home more often. They might not be occurring so much or even being reported as much. But on the flip side of that, people are sitting at home, they are drinking to excess probably because they've got nothing else to do. And the board it happens then you're looking at maybe violent crime is increasing especially of a domestic nature you know it's documented it's in the news everyone sees it i've seen it myself images have been posted of people being assaulted badly by the partners or, or what have you just because they're in that confined space all the time with no way of getting out no way of escape so that's probably gone on the rise But obviously, as I say, that's not what I deal with, so I I, I couldn't couldn't say that for certain.
0: Thanks for that. Do you have any examples
1: of people surprising
0: you in positive ways?
1: In my experience, when someone does something positive, it's always a surprise. (laughs) And, And that's not to take away from those people themselves, individuals, but I think in general, I don't want to make it sound like I think people are bad. But when you work in the police, you see the worst in society quite a lot. So your experience is always slightly lean to one side anyway. But um, there's a lady I want to mention. I've tried to promote some of the things that she's been doing recently. And she she owns a Jamaican takeaway in Stockport on the A6. She calls herself Mama Flo. She works generally on her own but she does get her adult son to help her and she's been amazing i think since the lockdown was put in place she's been providing free food to everyone in the community on a monday people get down to her takeaway and she has a menu you tell her what you want and she'll give it to you wow she's always really smiley bubbly a really sunny disposition She's also been helping out the NHS up and down at Stepping Hill. She's helped at MRI. She's at different wards. She's just been sending food out to them every single day of the week for those people, for key workers. But for everyone else on a Monday, you know, and and I don't think I can speak really highly enough of her. And it kind of restores your faith a little bit in human nature. Because, as I say, when you're working as a police officer, seeing the the, the worst in society probably most of your life and most of your career, to have somebody do something like that just goes to show you that there is is some good left in the world, you know?
0: Yeah, that is amazing. And I was thinking as I asked you that question, I was like, actually, your whole job is to deal with the bad guys. (laughs) So, yeah, I can understand why it feels a little bit, crazy to think oh what is what is good in the world or what you know i could see the hesitation in in answering that question but yeah yeah, it is those key people isn't it those key members of community that you just think wow the world is a better place because of you
1: yeah they 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 exist these people but sadly we don't get to meet them that often yeah and and, uh, we've tried to get some sort of um, recognition as well but again what has surprised me about the, sort of like the general public is how well they've taken to the lockdown there's a lot reported about how people aren't adhering to some of the rules and regulations and yeah those do that those are the ones that are probably looked at more and are given more airtime when people are misbehaving and that's not fair to all the people the vast majority of people that are actually doing as asked which is very un-British-like, you know, it's like, it's like I, I, the British public can, can go one or two ways. It can be like a toddler. You tell them not to do something and they go and do it. So stay in, stay in, stay in, they're all out. You know, that, that's the, how I would have expected it. And I expected us to be a lot busier when it comes to dealing with people infringing the coronavirus legislation that was put, that's been put in place. But by all accounts, certainly where I work, it's not been quite that bad. But that scale um, is just in comparison to population numbers, you know what I mean?
0: So up here in the northwest, we are being good
1: citizens. I'm going to say so, yeah. In the (laughs) the main, in the main, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Obviously, there's there's a few that aren't, but, and and those are the ones that will get, like I say, they'll get the more airtime, those ones that will get reported on in the news and in the media. So it makes it look like people aren't taking care of each other and themselves, but they are. Bit, uh, which is well,
0: that's that's really positive for us to hear actually that the majority of us are doing as we're told we're staying at home and we are trying to protect ourselves and each other from this deadly virus
1: i don't know how much longer they'll be able to i think it's it, you know as the week days and weeks go on people are starting to get a little bit cabin fever i think mm-hmm. and they actually want to get out they want to see their family and i totally get that. Not that my mother's considered high risk, but she's in her 70s, has occasional breathing difficulties. She's scared to death to leave where she lives in f- for fear of just c- catching any- anything to do with coronavirus. But that in turn makes her feel down and depressed. And I think that's what a lot of people are experiencing right now.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about the virus itself? So as someone who is still out there working being a key worker you know how do you personally feel about it are you scared are you nervous or are you how are you
1: that's a good question I don't I've not really stopped to think about how I feel with regards fear or anything I don't feel fear of it I've not suffered with any kind of symptoms in relation to it I've heard obviously of other people I know that colleagues have have, have gone off to isolate because they've been you know come down positive with it and things like that but you know uh, thankfully anyone i know in work hasn't been so far so i've not really stopped to think about it i just get on with things i think if you stop to think about things for too long and too hard that's when you start overthinking things and that's not a good thing either because then you'll you'll stop wanting to do what you need to do like get up and go to work Uh, fear of catching coronavirus when the vast majority of us probably won't catch it You might have a mild symptoms uh, as has been reported. But I mean, we've been given some PPE to use when we need to. It's all down to a risk assessment. It's not that apparently it's not in short supply, but you sort of have to make a judgment based on what you know when you're going to an address. For instance, I was at an address this morning which had several people living in it, including children. There was probably about seven or eight people in, in an address. You don't know who they've been in contact with. And who those people have been in contact with. So you have to protect yourself. You find yourself really aware of it still in those moments. So yeah, the face mask, the gloves, eye protection, that all goes on. How effective it's going to be? That's debatable, isn't it? You, you know, and, that, and that's not a debate for me. I have no idea. But you, know, you do you, you do what you can to protect yourself. But yeah, the, you've just got to get on with your job. There's no time for being hesitant when it comes mm. to dealing with things you've just got to get stuck in and occasionally you don't have the time to sadly put PPE on yeah. with some people. so you just have to get in close proximity and get get your hands dirty for one of a better expression
0: when you were a little boy and you were dreaming of this job do you think that that sort of hero mentality has it always been there for you because I think that is a real hero attitude to have is like you know what, just get up, get on with it. i am not even thought about it. I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing what I do. That's a real hero mentality.
1: Well, I mean, think- that's really nice of you to say so. I don't consider myself, and have never considered myself a hero in any way, shape or form, regardless of what I've done in my career. You know, I'd like to think I've benefited people's lives in mean, a positive influence and, and, and help people out when they've been a victim. And even, to a certain extent, some offenders who you know, you you talk to and you try, and you know, there's, you know there's some good in people, but you've got to try and find it. And I'd like to think that maybe you've, you've helped people turn their lives around a little bit on occasion. You're never really going to know, but I've never considered myself a hero and never – maybe when I was a kid I thought that that's what that might have been like, but um, obviously the harsh reality of it is is that it, it, it becomes – it is your career, it's your vocation, but it just becomes a part of who you are. Then it's just what you do. You don't stop to think that you, you've been a, a hero, so to speak. But it's, mm-hmm. it's thanks you for the compliment. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, it,
0: yeah, what you're doing is you're putting your life on the line for other people, and I think that's definitely a hero thing to do. So thanks for that.
1: No Thank you.
0: Is there anything that you feel you've learned about yourself through this time?
1: More recently, i having been having a conversation with somebody. They said to me, are you always this positive? And I was like, you, you don't know me well enough <laughs> yet. <laughs> because, no, I'm, I'm like everyone else. I have I, I've tried, I try my best to be positive as, as, as much as I can because I do firmly believe that what you put out, you get back. In some ways, I do have a more spiritual side to me that I don't often show to a lot of people. And, uh, and I don't mind telling you because, because I know that it's, it's something that maybe people will be able to, re- you know, it might resonate with them a little bit as well. You can manifest things into reality and you need to keep a positive mindset uh, to do that, you know, and, and, and if things aren't going your way. You can either take a lesson from that, learn and move on, or you can allow it to drag you down. And then once that happens, that becomes where the vicious cycle of concentrating on just the bad things that then happen to you. I've probably just learned that I can be more resilient than I give myself credit for at times. Wow, yeah. There was a point where I will admit that the, the, the news with uh, every single day, in the office we have it on, the, we'd have the screen on with, with news on, and every single day being hammered with the coronavirus, coronavirus, this coronavirus, that negativity was just pouring out of that TV. And it was, it was pulling me down. And it, and it was only when I said to them, can you turn that off? Stop listening to the news.
0: Yeah.
1: Your mood automatically elevates because you yeah. can unhappier things more positive vibes and since then I've just tried to maintain that which is what helps me get through what day-to-day this not seeing friends and family as much as as, as I'd like I've realized that like I say that I'm probably a bit more resilient to things than I allow myself to believe you know yeah
0: so more resilient and more positive than you thought maybe
1: yeah some people might disagree with you (laughs) <laughs> my colleagues that's might not great. agree with me so much, but yeah, yeah that, that's how I feel at the moment.
0: That's really encouraging to hear because my husband and I have had a policy in our house for a long time, which is just don't watch the news. Yeah. And we've we've had that for years and I kind of hop onto the news every now and again on my phone if I hear about something big that's happening. And so when the coronavirus story started to break it was like oh hang on a minute I think I need to hop onto the news and find out what's going on and like you definitely found my mood was being completely impacted by this constant stream of negativity and obviously it is the truth it is what's happening but it's just we don't need to hear it so much on repeat so what I found helpful is to just carve out a point in every day where I do listen to the news because I do want to know what's going on, but it might just be lunchtime and I go, okay, I'll spend half an hour now. I'll scroll around. I'll watch a bit of news, listen to a bit of news on the radio, etc., And then that's it for the day. But I do notice every time I have that, that hour or that half an hour of listening that my mood drops. So yeah. I know that it, it isn't necessarily helpful. So what I found more helpful is just going, okay, in this moment, Right now, mm. I am well. My family is well. I'll just get on and do what I need to do in this moment, you know, yeah. and rather than looking beyond and when are we coming out of lockdown? What does the future look like? And all those things that nobody in the world right now has the answers. No,
1: exactly. We don't have we don't have the answer to those questions, do we? Um...
0: So there's no point letting it become this negative spiral, really. But it's taken me all this time to get to yeah, this point. Yeah. Where, you know, <laughs> It's not easy, is it? And it's
1: not easy for any of us. No, and I totally get that. I understand where people are coming from as well. You know, so when people are sort of maybe going out and walking or doing a bit of exercise, you know, I've never seen so many people exercise before in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you need to do that. You need to do that to maintain your sanity and some, some form of semblance. But just take, I mean, the weather's been fantastic by one or two days. You know, we need to take some enjoyment out of that get out in the garden if you've got one and just in, enjoy what you can take. Yeah. Take joy in the small things rather than yeah, concentrate yeah. So much on the bigger things. And like you said, limit, limit your time to watching that news because it will, it will depress you. And so that's what I do. I, I, barely, I barely watch it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, I think if I hear about something through somebody else that I think I should know a little bit more about, then I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and that'll be it
0: yeah so good and i think as well we do have to do our research properly because if we just take the first thing and we share it straight away you know we are we're not being responsible then are we it's really important that we properly like knuckle down do the research before you share it on socials and and start yeah. to spread that fear that none of us need right now
1: yeah no and and i think i can, I can even hold my hands up. i've maybe done that in the past certainly during these coronavirus times, I've probably done that in the early stages, as a sort of like a, a strange knee-jerk reaction, and then thought, oh, hang on a minute, some of that might not be true, and then gone back, and so, you know, it's, it's all well and good having an opinion on something, but unless it's factually based, all you do is strike fear into people, mm. and and that's never going to be a good thing, ever. I think we're completely in agreement, on those things.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely on the same page. So we're all staying at home. We're listening to this podcast. Is there anything that you want to say to us? You know, you're out there. You're doing your job. You're on the front line. We are at home. How can you encourage us right now? I mean, you've already encouraged us a lot, but is there anything else you want to say?
1: I just want people to stick with it, stay the course. You might not think it because you've got you haven't haven't got tangible evidence of it, but it will save lives in the long run. I I was sad to see that on social media yesterday that people who I was following—it sounds really stalkery, that doesn't it? But people I was following have been using gyms. I'm a gym goer. Nobody wants the gyms open more than I do right now, but I will. You know, even if I was in had such a relationship with a gym owner that they would allow me in and would not go so things like that and, and to see people using gyms thinking that the rules don 't apply to them and continuing to train in these places with people who are not of their household is irresponsible and selfish and Those people, thankfully, are few and far between. So to everybody else, I want them to keep doing what they're doing. Uh, Know that it is making a difference and you are saving lives. You are helping the NHS. You're actually helping the police. You know, you're making their job easy because whilst this is ongoing, other crime hasn't stopped. It it continues. It's not the only thing that the police have got to deal with. Uh, And they are under as much pressure now as they ever were. But it really helps um, to not have to deal with people so much for coronavirus infringements. But stay positive, take joy in the small things, and just take each and every day as it comes. And we'll get to the end of it. And the people you love will still be alive at the end of the day, at the end of it all.
0: Well, thank you so much for that. What an inspiring listen. And thank you for your time. I know that you've just obviously come back from work. So have a lovely, restful evening. We appreciate you giving up your time and energy to speak to us. So thanks very much, Chris.
1: It's been an absolute pleasure. On the
0: podcast, we cover a range of sensitive topics and perspectives. Some of the points raised in this episode you may strongly agree with or strongly disagree with. I want to know who you are and what you think. Last season, we had so many downloads, but we don't know who you are. I want to get to know you. I really want to hear your thoughts and continue the conversation. And that's why I've created a brand new Facebook group. You can find the link to the group in the podcast description, or you can search for Lily Joe Presents Eavesdrop on Facebook. I am so excited to get to know you. I will see you in the group. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, why not share with your friends? Please check the description box below for extra links and further information to some of the topics discussed in today's episode. Also, you'll find information about what's coming next. For further information, top tips and advice on all kinds of mental health issues, including low mood, anxiety, self-harm, eating disorders and more, please do check out www.thelilyjoeproject.com. You can find my music across all digital platforms, including Spotify and
1: iTunes. See you next time.